is Eric Oldman. You're listening to the Rockin' Chicago Show. In each episode, I connect with musicians, artists, and industry people who are involved with Chicago's underground and independent music scene. The show is really a conversation about our creative processes, our hopes, our dreams, and experiences recovering as we all navigate through the challenges brought on by the pandemic and moving forward to a new day where we can create and perform music in and around our fair city. This episode's guest is somebody from the community side of things here in our music scene in Chicago. Um, They are a scene photographer. They've been around for the last three years or so, uh, just shooting bands at uh, some of our different venues. I got bit by the photography bug and just kind of went into it as almost a calling. And we'll talk about uh, her origin story with that uh, later on in the episode. And uh, one other particularly interesting thread to note, and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her on is, uh, you know, we have the thread that um, we talk about with the pandemic. Many of us as musicians in the community or as visual artists went internally to do stuff uh, to create our art as a form of catharsis or as a form of a way to process the isolation and just kind of the other uh, various negative impacts of the pandemic uh, and her story is very different from that um, because she's a photographer that is her art and her camera is her tool uh, in which she uh, communicates with the world with through her as her art form um, through all the various points of civil unrest that we experienced during the pandemic with um, the unfortunate police brutality, law enforcement shooting of people of color. She was there with all of the different protests that we've had locally documenting it. And her work, she's done an amazing job with that, uh, capturing the time and place, which is important, um, but also the soul, the expressions and the feelings of the people uh, at the time and place. And really just, you, you get a see, you, you get a sense of what these people are feeling. And uh, for me personally, somebody who can capture emotion and convey it through their art form, that's a mark of a great artist. So uh, we'll be definitely talking about that, her intersections with that as a black woman who is also involved in our music scene. And um, I'm really thrilled to have her on. So without further ado, um, our guest this episode is Katia Jackson. Let's start off with, you mentioned something about your, your namesake. I did. Let's start with an origin story. I did. All right, okay. and she's got notes, folks. So <laughs> this is this is like amazing when I have a guest that comes on and they, it's, it's like a nice notebook and well-written notes. And I, yeah. Not that I, I'm like, like <laughs> pissing any on my other guests in the past who like... But like this is impressive, so thank you. Yeah, so so tell me about your namesake here. Um, my namesake uh, itself is music related. Okay. <laughs> um, my favorite band is Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite songs by them is called "Century the Defiant," and it's okay. always been one of my favorite. Uh, okay. <laughs> songs, and when I was like choosing a name for myself, I wanted it to be kind of like a separate entity kind of a stage name if you will although yeah. I'm not a performer but right. stepping into like a photographer it's role like a DBA I just kind of thing yeah almost. I just wanted something 
like bigger than me, I guess, right. in a way. Yeah. And Coheed and Cambria are larger than life, at least in my world, because they're my favorite. Okay. Um, but I've always been a defiant one. I've always been someone that's like stood up for what I believe in. So yeah. I just felt that that name reflected who I am as a person. Okay. And who I am as a black woman. And then it also has translated into my work. Because, uh-huh. I mean, I've been doing this for about three years. It'd be three years in January. Okay. But then when the protests happened last year yeah. and all that, I was really out there documenting it, that yeah. because it's me. And who's better to tell that story than a black person? I Absolutely. mean, that, that's our right. story. <laughs> yeah. That's just some of what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. It's just like, I just felt like it was fitting <laughs> yeah, yeah. for me. Um, and I just feel like there's a lot of power in that name for me personally, and that's why I chose it. Sentry, <laughs> there's a, a sense of safety, sense yeah. of you're like a guardian. Yeah, guardian. I do feel like that. Yeah. I feel like a you're warrior. Protector, in a way. What yeah, warrior in, yeah. in that role, in that <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah. So, like, when I chose it, I mean, I didn't think that, like, I was going to be doing – I mean, I didn't think that last year was going to be last year. I mean, nobody, nobody knew did. that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But then it just, like, right. it happened, and then it was, like – this is me, like, this is my calling, this is who I am, this is why I chose this, so, and I'm sh- I'm showing that now, let, you know? Let's talk about the load of last year, because when we say last year, I mean, okay, there's the <laughs> pandemic. Yes. Which, that was crazy enough. But when we say last year, we're also talking about George Floyd. Like, yes, we are. That was the, 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 the whistle on the... the pot or tea kettles going off and yeah. it's breaking off the pot yeah. so that's really when we say last year it's yeah. that that sort of um I, I keep coming back to it's like really that that first point of real real reckoning that we have as a country that we have to do with race relations and yeah. racism and these systematic things that are going on in our country yeah and you're talking about that's last year yeah and it's wild that's been a year already it, it yeah. is. I can't believe it. Like this summer, and the summer is already over because yeah. now we're yeah. happy fall. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but it's just, yeah. I mean, it was really heavy dealing with like a pandemic and then having to right. deal with like this the is civil opening. unrest and yeah. everything and just like the police brutality on top of that. Right. It was a lot to handle. Yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> but that's why it was so important for me to be out there and right. tell those stories. Though. Yeah, for sure. And to be that lens in the documenter, yeah. for sure. Yes, yes, um, I had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also I wanted to mention, like, I mean, yeah, it was George Floyd, but, I mean, it's Breonna Taylor. I, it's Ahmaud right. Arbery. Like, there's right. just, like, so many others that, like, I can't even name right now. Like, exactly. it's just George Floyd is what people saw. Yeah. But it's, like, so many others that oh, for sure. were not displayed. So it's just, right. like, but he definitely right. I mean, it's, set the course for that. He, he, unfortunately he, right he he's the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back i mean yeah. right it, it it still happens unfortunately yeah. and right you know and i think that awareness of just in that month how many with brianna taylor and aubrey and all those people yeah yeah um and yeah, now we're, we're still processing some of this shit too with you know oh we man. are because like the trial even came and went right for some of these cases, and it still is just like under the radar, right? For what there's really no justice. I mean, and that's something that I've written about, even to go along with like my photos. I've written yep. about how I feel about these things, of course, right? Because it's personal, right? To me, these are this is my community, for sure, it could be my family, right? You know, so it's just it's very heavy, yep. it's very heavy. <laughs> um, 
But yes, I don't want the whole interview to be heavy. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Yeah. That's just, that's an important, I mean, there's a role of somebody who's documenting humanity, documenting the things that yeah. are going on in our society. That was, that was a major thing and it's something that you have a very personal stake in yeah so it's it's fair to have space for that and it's definitely well more than fair but i mean definitely we have to talk about these things we so do. we do yeah. we have to have yeah. uncomfortable conversations we do that's how we yeah move forward and that's how we do better for sure Place my 
We were just listening to Tamari T and the Electric Company with the Clouds. And uh, this is a track that Katya picked, um, along with two others you get to hear tonight. A band she really um, digs and resonates that are local. Um, and we're kind of using those interspersed with our show here uh, just to kind of break it up a little bit and give you something to jam out to while you're thinking about some of the stuff we're talking about tonight. So hope you dug that and uh, let's get back to it. So let's talk about kind of your background with like, how did you get into taking pictures? What was what was what was your story with that? We're still kind of this in origin story mode. Um, Yeah, like I it's something I've always like enjoyed doing, I guess, but like just, it came over me one day. I was just like, I think I kind of like want a camera. <laughs> so I actually asked for a camera for Christmas okay. <laughs> and my family was so kind to get me one. And, okay. and at first I was a little nervous about it. I was like, I try to go to shows. Like I went to Liars Club okay. a few times. Um, shout out to Cruiser Sonata. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've taken some uh, photos yeah, of them. Yeah, I saw the pictures the of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good friends and yeah they're great yeah and like I was so nervous like trying to do that like getting in the front and everything and then I just once I kind of got over that little fear I just kind of kept going with it and I'm familiar with all like the little uh venues in Chicago Mm -hmm. and everything and right I just kind of like started shooting and never really stopped I mean I just I know like so many friends that are in bands and just hanging out at Reggie's, Liars Club, places so like that. That's you just kind of had a bug for getting a camera. You were curious yeah. about it, and you literally just took it up and ran. Yeah, I really cool. did. Because, I mean, I was taking photos, like, on my phone, of course. Like, I mean, right. at, like, random shows here right. and there. And, right. like, of my sister. Just, like, little things right. like that. And it was right. something that I always had, like, an interest in. But, like, right. when I got the camera, it took me a second to warm up. But then I was, like okay, I can do this. This is your thing. Let me get out there. And like, this is what I love. Like, I can't play music myself, but I love music. Right. And like photography is a way to still be close to that. And in that like realm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, again, one of the threads, we, we kind of talked about this before we came on. So um, without your lens, nobody would know who they're listening to or who they are, you know, going to go see. Um, the role of the, the scene photographer, or the show photographer is a very understated and underscored one or not underscored. That's the wrong word, Eric. Um, I, I, I underappreciated. That's what I'm looking for. It's late in the day. Sorry. <laughs> it's OK. But yeah. Um, and, you, you know, I, I can't think of any any other band, including myself, you know, Without like you, you're you taking pictures, you being there to document what we're doing live as musicians. Yeah, there would be no no representation. It would just be a bunch of weird looking clip art album covers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or you know, um, and I, I think more so now too. It's more about that live experience. So, um, being able to really just capture that moment. That that's the true documentation of what a band is about. Is what the, what what are they like live? Yeah. You know, and I mean, you could look at it from a, a marketing or a sales or somebody who's a talent buyer looking at them as their their image or whatever. But, or it's just that documentation of the humanity once again, just like, you know, documenting the protests and all that stuff going on. This is art or this is something that's being said in the moment. And, uh, you know, 
um, you, you're there to, to really add that conviction to it, you know, because yeah. you set that in stone. So, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> you're like our, our hist- you know, the, the unofficial historians of the music, you know, so. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, I really love it. I mean, mu- live music has been a part of my life since I was 13. Okay. That's how long I've been So like, what going was your shows. first show? My first show was Warp Tour <laughs> 2004. Oh, okay. <laughs> my favorite band was Simple Plan <laughs> okay. when I was younger, who, That's... whom I just saw at Riot Fest. Right. Was that, did that make you feel old? <laughs> it did. Okay. It did. Right. But I was a little... <laughs> right, right. A little, I, th- I thought I was a little punk kid. I know Simple Plan is totally not, like, it's pop punk, but still. Right. What at 13, what do you know? But, but War- Warped is... I, I loved Warped Tour. Yeah. I mean, of course, I saw other bands, but they right. they were why I went at that age. And my mom was my first concert buddy. She Shout out you. to my mama. Yeah, right. she took me to so many shows okay. because all my friends didn't listen to that type of music. So I really right. didn't. And I was, of course, a kid, so I didn't right. really have anyone to go with. So my mom was my first. <laughs> Did your mom like rock? Is she into that style, or she was just looking to have fun with you? Or actually, yeah, actually no. Um, I love I love my family. Yeah. They're amazing. They right. always were very supportive. Yeah. of what I liked, but they do not listen to rock music. Right, I grew up in a strictly like Motown, uh-huh. like oldies, right. like soul. R&B household, which I love, yeah. and I love all that music as well, but I just yes. gravitated towards rock music. That heavier, that's just, energetic yeah, kind of feel. Yeah, that's just right. what I love. Yeah. And my mom was always like, oh, I had to take an aspirin, and after that, all the banging <laughs> on the guitars. <laughs> and they think it's so funny. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're going out to your riot fest. I'm like, yes, it was not a phase, y'all. Like, I'm 30. No, that's You're still doing this that. Is my life. It's a lifestyle. It exactly. is. Exactly. Like, this just never leaves you. Yeah. But yes, they're always in my corner, and I appreciate them. <laughs> yeah, I, I have... Um, <laughs> conversations with uh, the bassist of my band Keith very similar yeah. experiences <laughs> it, it, you know his folks you know listen to jazz listen to Motown and stuff and he he was brought up a jazzer he's a horn player um but um like one of our origin stories with my band Sons of Ra is um him transcribing solos from the guitar off of uh, Master of Puppets on Metallica he'd play them on horn wow yeah and That's- yeah so wow <laughs> yeah so that's kind of where we we come from because we're both like he started off as a jazzer who got into the rock and metal and i, I started off as a metalhead who went to school to study jazz okay and then when i was in college him and i started hanging out and we had a lot of the similar like odd influences like on both sides of the jazz and metal spectrum but yeah that cultural dynamic of like right like and his parents would come see like some of the bands he was in at the time and even with us too like you know, we have sometimes it's jazzy, but a lot of the times we get really, really heavy too. Yeah. And it, it's legit. It's a thing, you know. So, it is. Yeah, there's a there's a different kind of release to it for it, sure. It is for sure. Like I remember just like discovering bands on like MTV Two or like Fuse or Q One Hundred One. Like right. It just VH One even like is that right. when I like discovered like classic rock. Right. Or when I had like my first iPod and there was like music on it. Yeah. And like I was listening to like Rolling Stones on there as like <laughs> right, as they a could child. To, they could afford to pay the Apple to like put their music <laughs> yeah, on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, YouTube right. and just yeah, Pink yeah. Floyd or whatever was on there, and yeah. it really spoke to me, and it's just like has stuck with me. <laughs> so that's an interesting oh, 
thing too, and this, I guess we could just kind of sidebar. So you came up in the digital generation, like you came up with all the devices and the internets. Yes. And, um, I'm quite a bit older, so <laughs> we won't go into how much older, but I, I think that's also kind of an interesting thing. Cause I think the thing is, you know, that experience of sitting down and listening to music probably is not so much something that resonates with you. It's more about that participation Yeah. and going back to the live show once again. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, even – I would even, like, make trips to the Apple Store when I was, like, right. a teenager because yeah. they had, like, bands that would play in the, the Apple Store. Yeah, yeah I remember at that. At the Store, yeah, yeah. see, yeah. yeah right. So, like, even yeah. then I would just go hang right. out at the Apple Store, and it was, right. like – it was still a little bit of both. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm listening to my iPod at home, but like, I still always like shows. Like, right. yeah, it is the best of both worlds, I guess. I don't. Know. Oh yeah, and yeah. I, I'm with you on the digital stuff too. Like, I I got rid of all my CDs. Um, right. A lot of my friends who are also in their 40s are like, what do you mean you got? Like, I I have no space for them. Like, I'm uh, I'm all about like yeah. compact. Like, my musical library is on my iPhone. That is true. I do yeah. miss CDs though, because like I still had a lot of CDs when I was growing up too. Right. And yeah. then it, then yeah. like before like the iPod and came out, of course. That's kind of like a thing with getting like the local bands. It's like all right, if they don't have like any kind of merch or T-shirt or whatever, I'll get a CD. They always had a CD. That's right. true. Yeah, but like you know, it's just so easy now to like just. Go and look it up. That's true. Like Spotify, Bandcamp, iTunes. Like there's so many different things out there. You're right. right. Yeah. But that the live experience, so nothing beats that.
That was The Fountains of Neptune from the Kreutzer Sonata. And um, that's off of their release, The Rose Hill Gates. Such a slamming album. You can check that out again at rockinchicago.org with the um, feature page that houses this uh, podcast episode along with Katya's guest list as well. So um, hats off to Kreutzer Sonata. It's always great to hear those guys and that they're still kicking. So uh, let's get back into our conversation about live music and um, another thread from the pandemic of kind of trying to get back to more of a normal lifestyle. So let's um, talk about Riot Fest now. Yes. So why, why I wanted to talk about this, it's like, okay, this is supposed to be a show about rock in Chicago. Well, it is, but it's really under the, the idea of, okay, so there was no Riot Fest last year. Yeah. There was really hard. <laughs> nothing last year. I mean, and it's been interesting. Like the spring is like the city basically opened up overnight and I just kept getting show invite after show invite. Like yeah. literally within like a four hour window, I'm like, oh, everybody's booking now. OK, yeah. cool. Um, but and then, yeah, the whole thing with Riot Fest. So you've been the years past. Yes. How is it different this year? Like what? I'm not, I'm not asking you to sell me on it, but like how, how did it how did it feel? Like, it felt beautiful. Okay. I honestly, I was very moved to be there this year. I okay. mean, this was the best experience I've had to date. Oh, and wow. I've been going every year since 2013, okay. literally consecutively, except for last year. Right. Ah. Right. But um, yep, yep. Yeah. So skip. I mean, a leap year, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. It don't count. Gap year, right. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's gap year, <laughs> like in college, right? Exactly. Um, it was amazing, and I just was. I'm just. My heart is full. Like, I'm just truly grateful to have experienced that and to have had it happen this year. Yeah. It just was amazing, honestly. Um, But it it was weird. The crowds kind of like, even though we were outside, it would be moments where I would kind of like feel a little anxious about that. But I had my mask on. So if I ever felt like I was too crowded or anything, I would wear my mask if I was standing with a lot of people. were Were people pretty observant of like, protocols and like masks and like keeping distant and all that or is it kind of ebbed and flow uh-huh. pending on who who is performing or like how is the uh, crowd dynamics i think the crowd dynamic i mean i think everybody was still pretty respectful i mean okay. not everyone had masks on but a lot of people still did they did wear masks yeah or and it just kind of seemed like it still wasn't like as many people like right. it was still was a lot of people but also just didn't seem it wasn't jammed though. yeah it right. didn't seem like years past right kind of so it was still a different vibe right more subdued yeah and i had like i i had my mask on the entire time i had right. not been in a pit huh. in years i went in for body count i okay. had to well right and that was like you have to like right. <laughs> but even that pit even like it just wasn't like swarms of people like right. yeah there were folks up there people were thinking about but, stuff, yeah right. people were i mean i had my mask on other folks had mask right. on while we were moshing and it was just like a beautiful experience because <laughs> it was a very tame mosh pit kind of. Right. <laughs> Everyone was, was like, kind of looking out for each other. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Which you're supposed go, to I'm do. Go six feet away. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Gonna tap right? into you, and I'm gonna go back over there. <laughs> oh, oh, five minutes. I'm, we'll do another tap. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, it was it was wild, but also like super chill at the same time. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. I mean, and I saw some of the pictures from it, too. What did it feel like going and not having to document it? Like, how did that paradigm, like, you were able to fully enjoy it and not have your, your gear to worry about yeah. or have it on? 
that actually was like a little hard for me. I mean, I had my tickets for two years. Right. So, and it's so funny that you asked that because a lot of folks that I ran into, like friends were like, where's your camera? And I was like, ah, don't remind me. Like, I'm just trying to like enjoy the experience this year having not been last year. And, um... It just it felt nice just to enjoy it, but I honestly wish that I did document this year because it was special. Yeah, just but the first also year back like and, yeah, right, like yeah. and I just I don't know how to like navigate that. Sometimes sometimes I get really nervous, so I don't like reach out and like be like, hey, look, how do I get a press pass? Right. And that's something I want to start doing right more for like Riot Fest or like other shows here yeah. in the city. I need to like get out there. <laughs> get your name out there yeah. and start passing out the cards and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I really right. do. So I mean it was amazing to experience it. But when I saw the other photographers, which they were all awesome, shout right. out to them. I saw them running around right. uh with their cameras. It did make me wish I had mine too. And like ah <laughs> um, next year. There's always next year. Right. So besides Coheed, who 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 was good this year? Like what were your your top oh. sh- top experiences? Of course, Coheed. Smashing yeah. pumpkins, hands down. Like, really? Yes. I, I've always loved Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. They were amazing live. Okay. Slipknot were amazing. Yeah. Okay. I do not like Morrissey as a person, but as a performer. <laughs> I <either>. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I was with like, you on that. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, uh he but he yeah. is a him and like the band like the musicians i mean they were amazing live right, right. um but yes i do not no one likes morrissey right. he's kind of a prick right? <laughs> he is yeah. he is but he he was very good live this time and he played on time he came out on time because the last time uh he was at riot fest he did not go on for an hour i don't know were you, did you hear about that yeah it was like I, i'm not surprised some though, years right. back and he's like right. oh i'm not gonna um play right. Well, any, well, meat is being served. So literally, he made sure all the sausage was yes, put away. Yes, yeah, oh, no Jesus. one was serving meat during his set. He didn't right. come out for like an hour, whatever. But it's he he was definitely a highlight. I, I did enjoy his huh. performance. Um, I love Alkaline Trio. Yeah, uh, they always put on a good show. Yeah, they always do. Chicago bands. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did um, in terms of the performances, like. There's so much of it, like especially with a big show like that, when you see a sea of people, there's an energy there. Yeah. And, and good performers will tap into that, and they'll ride that energy. Um, because the, the crowd dynamic was, I mean, were the, the performances also seem a bit more subdued, or were, did it seem like more of like a catharsis of like, hey, we're back, we're on the big stage here, and here you are, and like, like how, how are they reading and reacting with the crowd was it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of bands, yeah, we're just talking about how, like, yeah. they wouldn't have been around as long as they were without us. And For sure. people like you. Really and appreciate y'all make this. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Y'all are the ones that make this happen. Right. And keep keep the wheel turning, basically. A lot of bands were like that right. and did talk about, like, the meaning of live music and being together. Right. I mean, it's a beautiful experience. I mean, music yeah. is universal. For sure. It touches us all. Yep. So it... It, yeah, I, I love that bands were like bringing attention to that and talking about that in okay. their sets too. Okay, that was really cool. <laughs> All right, so um, one thing you mentioned about being at the show too, seeing other photographers. So um, I, I know that you you're friends with a few other photographer mm-hmm. folk. I know. Mm-hmm. Is there like a, a scene for show photographers, or like do you guys like a clique or a group, or uh, like do you guys all like get together for coffee and like talk about shutter speeds and stuff? I would or? actually love to do that. Hey, <laughs> um, I would love to do that. Um, 
Meredith Goldberg. Yeah. You yeah. definitely know Meredith. Yeah. Um, she is my mentor. Oh, okay. Um, so actually, her That's and cool. I have gone. Yeah, I love her. She was calls you me shoot her, together. Her, yeah, we do shoot together. We go on our photo treks. She calls me her grasshopper, and okay. um, she's great. I've learned a lot from her. Shout so, out. Yep. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> And uh, her and I have gone on countless like photo treks randomly downtown or to right. the skate park and everything. And, okay. Um, that's yeah the only person that I've like kind of had that kind that's of good. bond with. Right. But I appreciate that. Like I was so intimidated by her in the beginning because when I was just like like timid with my camera and I saw her and like, she's like Brian. up in front like elbowing people. Yeah. And stuff, <laughs> yeah. Like. Right, yeah. <laughs> and like other like photographers Rock, roundhouse like, kicking like yeah, the, the right? away yeah. so they can get a shot right? yeah. yeah and I just like yeah. that was like so badass to me like yeah. to see these like photographers that have been in the game for a while but that was like super intimidating in the beginning right. but until like I started making a name for myself and yeah. then I got more comfortable because right. I have like a little bit of social anxiety sometimes sure. pre-pandemic it's only gotten a little bit worse sure. of course since we're still living in pandemic right um, but I I just I'm glad that like we were able to develop a friendship and I would love to get together like get a group of us together like photographers like that too right. and like meet up show photographers <laughs> and here you talk go talk about it yeah so maybe yeah. it's something I could start up maybe yeah. I'll start up get, a group get your group going <laughs> yeah and then you, you're friends with Brian uh, Santo Stefano too yes he yeah. is also amazing <laughs> shout out to him as well for like always being so kind and supportive yeah um those two for sure, Meredith and Brian, yeah. who always had my back. <laughs> I have yet to meet Meredith in person. Really? However, I have seen Meredith's work so much. I feel like I know yeah, you, a, a good part of her because it's just like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's – I mean, she has an established style. Same thing with Brian with the the delayed shutter speeds mm-hmm. with the tracers and yeah. stuff. It's like I, I, when I see a picture, I automatically know, like, oh, okay, that's definitely a Meredith photo. Um, that's a Patrick Howdick photo. Yeah. There's one of your photos and it's just like, I can start kind of seeing that. So that's, that that is kind of cool. There's that, that like recognizability too. Um, I wanted to ask you like in terms of like shooting formats, do you have a preference over black and white versus color or does it depend on your mood or how, how do you determine like how you're going to do that? It honestly depends on, yeah, the mood, like when I'm editing or if I'm just like looking at a photo and if I'm just like. I feel like this one needs to be black and white. It just depends on the it, mood right. and the vibe of like what I'm feeling. Oh, okay. Um, and definitely just, yeah, certain shots I just feel like definitely like stand out more in black and white. It just depends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love black and white photography. And I think that's something I might do more of. Sure. Coming up soon. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, then that, that's a cool artistic approach to it, too. It's I, I know some people, like, they just prefer to shoot in black and white. Other people are magi- magicians with color and saturation. And, yeah. You know, and then it's almost like a very similar trope with tattoo artists, too. Like, there's the, the grade of black and whiting people. That's and true. And then people who like to work in color. But that's that's quite, it really depends on the emotional content of it does. That, that frame and that image. Yeah. 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 So it all depends. It's all, like, I feel like spontaneous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So shooting a show like shooting local shows and whatnot that has its own challenges with you know crowds and we're talking about pre-pandemic times i don't know if you're getting ready to go back out and shoot local shows or if you have been um i've done some yeah yeah um and i'm assuming right now things are like like with riot fest two things are a bit more subdued 
but there's there's certain you know things like like I mean from a performer standpoint or somebody who's also a concert goer you give the photographer the room if you especially you appreciate a show photographer it's like not you got to move back give them the room yeah. to get the shot because <laughs> i mean that's that's the one thing and you know most people i've seen i, I you know especially in the places like liars club like you get that kind of courtesy some other venues it depends on how big the crowd is who the band is i suppose too and then it's yeah. just like oh man and, and you know um I'm a big guy, so for me, like to move to the front is no big deal. Yeah. How do you? I'm how, very short. <laughs> you have to kind of put on some armor for that, pretty I, much. I do, but right. see, that's that's Katya Century. I put there on that, <laughs> put on that armor, like, and it, yeah. it's like your superhero. Outfit, yeah, right? and yeah. it's like when I have my camera, like I feel just like so empowered too. Oh, good. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like it's who I that's am. your instrument, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. Like, and it's my vessel, and like I love it. Yeah. And yeah, maneuvering, like. It depends. Like, some folks are very receptive, though, like how you said. Right. Some folks know, okay, she's got her camera, right. let me move. Other people, like, I just, I move around, and I You're do what I need to, to do. I'm respectful, of course, but, like, I need to navigate what I need to navigate. Like, we, hey, I've been in mosh pits. Like, I get, right. <laughs> I know I'm short, but I could still hold my own when I need to get the shot, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the music side of it. Now, when you're documenting other things, like say when you go out with the marches and protests and all that, um, how do you navigate that? Because, I mean, there's so many variables with, you know, um, are cool with pictures or like they're, you know, (laughs) they see that you have your picture. If you want to take a picture of them, you kind of verbally work out something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You get your consent and all that. But like dealing with aggressive forces, either counter protesters or even if there's belligerent law enforcement or any of that, like have you did to deal with any of that? And do you have like, how, how do you process that? We, we don't have to talk um, about this either. If it's, no, no, that's fine. I'm yeah, just thinking right. I haven't really had a incident myself. Like some of those right. protests where there were like counter protesters, like right. the Trump kind of grab stuff. Yeah. I didn't go to those yeah. because I, I just didn't have the capacity to deal with that because I knew what I'd be walking into and right. they might try it's to come up and like, right. yeah. yeah, like mess with me and right. much much respect to all the photographers and photojournalists that were out there documenting those right? because I just couldn't do it. Um, and the cops, I haven't really had any incidents with them, like trying to like mess with me, but it's something that I'm always aware of because right. I know that it happens. Yeah. So I just try to keep my, my eye open for that sort of thing. Um, and sometimes I don't really shoot folks faces though. Right. I just try to get signs or right. just, you know, or I don't know. I just step, try to maneuver. Yeah. So not, or right. if there's, yeah, like a sea of people more so. It's not like like focusing in on one person. Right. Because I know it could get kind of like weird with that. And right. I was like, it was a lot of scares about like, oh, cops are like picking people out from like photos. And I'm right. like, oh my if God. If you had social media and if you yeah. tag somebody, then right. Yeah. yeah and that yeah. like really scared me because I'm like, right. damn, I don't want my photo to be the reason why someone gets caught up. Like I, yeah. I don't want to like, yeah, like, I mean, even though it's nothing wrong with protesting, but of course, yeah. like, just it was a lot of scare about that. Oh, and that yeah, put a lot of sure. pressure on me. I mean, that's just how I chose to look at it, but I always just, like, ask for consent if I can. Right. Um, yeah, I just always want to still, like, be re- super respectful of, like, what space I'm in, although yeah. 
I'm allowed to take up space as well, of course, at a Black Lives Matter protest. Exactly. But still, like, right. I, you know, consent always matters, too, yep. in my opinion. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the one thing that I was thinking about, because there's the right to free speech, peacefully uh, gather and assemble and protest, and, and those are, are federally protected rights. But... We see a lot of things now getting twisted with that, unfortunately, too, where, you know, people will, will kind of use it as their agenda to kind of uh, turn that on its head with some folks. So, yeah, um, I think, you know, being, again, as a documenter of a humanity in that sense and art, um, that's a, it's a vital role because that, that's where a lot of, I, honestly, going back to even with George Floyd, yeah. unfortunately what happened happened, but because of how it was actually documented, yeah. something happened. You yeah. know? And that's, that's the effectiveness of technology and being able to have the tools to actually show that, even though it's as sad as it is, you know, yeah, that's where real justice comes from, unfortunately, you know. Yeah, it, just, it can't get swept under the rug, you know? Well, no, and I know what you're saying right. about that. It's just like, yeah. it's just also so frustrating because it's just like, right. as I said earlier, it's yeah. just countless others that have yeah. not been and they recorded right. and like they still matter as well. They do, absolutely. And, like, and I'm not discounting that. No, either, no, no, no. Sure. And I didn't think, no, no, yeah, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think right, that right. you were at all. Yeah, I just yeah, meant like, yeah. that's just the point that I always right. want to make is just that like it shouldn't have to be right. broadcast for folks to like care about it. But that's like, where we've arrived at as a society. And I understand that. Yeah, and unfortunately. It's, it's so unfortunate. Yeah. yeah right. Because I'm just like, these things have been happening before phones. Hundreds of years. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So it's like, this has been like this. Right. But folks are just, some folks yeah. are just now seeing that or being made aware to that. But this right. is always happening. Right. All the time. Yep. And uh, that's what we're fighting <laughs> to stop. <laughs>
Watch the Sheep by Rosaries. And that's off their Anime album, which you can um, pick up on Bandcamp if you dig that. And um, we have a link to it on rockinchicago.org with the feature page for this particular uh, episode of the Rock in Chicago show. Um, next up, we're going to actually change gears a little bit and talk about uh, some local stuff again. Um, it's a special event coming up um, related to somebody who um, is important to our scene, especially the underground side of things. So, the mutiny. Yes. So tell me about your experiences with the mutiny and a certain Mr. Ed Rose. Ah, the mutiny. I... I had been to a few shows there like over the years, but 2017 is when I really started going there yeah. and I became regular there. Literally the moment I walked in, I was like, I felt at home. And I talked about that a bit when I wrote a tribute to him when he passed away. Yeah. Um, and it just was an amazing place. Like literally all of us misfits, like it was our home. Like he gave us a home where we all belonged and like, it just everyone just Ed, fit. Ed didn't discriminate. He didn't to anybody. Oh no! Anybody everyone was welcome. There. Anybody Everybody could play there. Exactly. Right. You know, and it, <laughs> you know, it wasn't uh, the Park West or like a no. fancy venue. No. But it's not supposed to be. It's not, and that, that's what I loved about it. The, the thing about the mutiny, from my perspective, is is it was it's it was the last dive shithole venue it in was. Chicago that it was old school. And you didn't want it to change. You didn't want Ed to fix anything. No, you no. You wanted to leave the giant ass urinal yeah, in the men's room. Yup, I was gonna say the right, urinal. The right. ceiling was caving the, in. The the, the beer in the, the pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beer in the five dollar pitchers of beer. And just being able to like <laughs> come up to Ed and sit down and have a drink with him. Yeah, you would have that with you, even if he didn't really know you all that well. He was not a person who had airs about him. No, he was he, a, he was a salt of the earth kind of guy. He was. He would just sit at the end of the bar, or he would sit out in front on right. his lawn chair. Yep, yep, on the lawn chair. <laughs> yep, sometimes, just out front sometimes of the bar. in December. Even. He would. Right. He would. Yeah. He had his cigar. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I really wish that I was like taking photos then. Yeah. Because then I could have captured some of like what the mutiny was. But you know, I have the memories, <laughs> and I wouldn't trade those for the world. I really wouldn't. I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I knew him. Yeah, I really am, and he's missed. Yeah, he has missed very yeah. much. He yeah. was yeah, uh, one of a regular venues that I would do shows at, too, with, um, like I was telling you about our uh, Food Drive Punks giving. Um, it was never a question if we played the Mutiny. It was just what night. So Yeah. So uh, And we always had a really good time there, and that was, uh, like, one of the last old-school institutions in Chicago, like Double Door, that's gone. So, yeah, I know, yeah. but they're um, revamping it. They I are. mean, I know it's not gonna be the same but i think it's awesome that it's coming back in some it capacity is. yeah um, um yeah so i'm happy i saw that. gary from liars club was because oh, he yeah. used to he used to work there i think he was with the crew that is kind of uh getting the new place set up and it's it looked and sounded good from the pictures he was sharing so yeah yeah i yeah. think i saw some of that yeah right that's so cool yep that's so cool and also i can't wait to check out radius too yeah um, I've I heard was supposed to go it. see Bungle there. With oh, really? Fishbone. 
Oh my God! Oh, it was it was an after show? It was an after yeah. show. That was my first like big indoor show back. I was like, if I'm going to do a big indoor show, it's going to be Bungle. Yeah, yeah. And Fishbone were great too. I saw them at Riotfest. Oh, <laughs> they God. were awesome, super fun. Fishbone is so much positive energy. Yeah, and they it do. It is. It's so great. <laughs> they, they kick in everyday sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a great show. Yeah, Fishbone is is a delight and. Um, but yeah, then, I mean, I, my, my kudos to Mike Patton for doing what he needs to do. Um, I, I, I totally respect that. And I mean, doing Faith No More and Bungle at Riot Fest, wow, that, that's heavy load. Yeah. You know, but. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, Radius is, it looks like a cool venue. It's like right around the corner, just down the street a little bit from Reggie's on mm-hmm. uh, Cermac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, that's. A few other places that are new that are kind of popping up too, so it'll be interesting to see, like as, um, you know, things sort of hopefully chill out with this pandemic, with yeah, this Delta variant and all that. We can kind of keep things open, you know. Hopefully, because it's been like this like revival yeah. of like live music, which is like so exciting, yeah. but also so scary as we were talking about too, like yeah, with yeah, right. and things, but also seeing like these up and coming like newer venues or yeah. reopening venues. Like it's right. it's really cool. It is. And I think the future is bright it for is. music here in Chicago. It is for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I, I I think the other thing too is that the bills that are coming up now, um, you know, before you would look at a bill and it'd be like, eh, okay, or two out of three ain't bad, right? Mm-hmm. All the bills are bangers now. Yeah. Like whoever the talent buyer is for the club or the booker or the promoter, like they are being really intentional about making the most out of that evening. They are. Yeah. And like, I'm here for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like we are all here for that. Yeah. Everybody's got to bring it now. I think that's one of the things the pandemic is um, people were taking things for granted before with shows. Oh. Oh yeah, of now, course. Now it's like everybody's putting their best game on, which is it's a good it's a good thing for the musicians and also for the venues. You know, it's good business too. Yeah, that means better shows. So. Yeah, it does mean better shows. Yes. Awesome. Cool. All right, yes. I think this is a good segment. Yes, yeah. this is a great segment. Thank right. you. Yep. I had to. Yeah, I was thinking about Ed so much because uh, Ellie shared, and you know Ellie, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. Um, she shared the memorial info at Save More, so that's yeah. why I really shared it today. So yeah. and thank, thank you. you for sharing that because I'm oh, going to yeah, go to that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's why I was like, I got to. Yeah. <laughs> have you been to Save More yet? I have. I've been there. Um, is it the new mutiny? I think it is in yeah. some ways. I, I got that vibe. I've been wanting to get over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it is new mutiny and. Ed's uh, a couch from Ed's home is so it's there symbolically the, the new it mutiny. is it is symbolically the new mutiny and we're okay. trying to keep that going <laughs> yeah we we need that I mean I'm glad Ellie is kind of helping out with that that venue too yeah. like it's that that level of dive barishness but like there's like a certain um, spiritual looks, quality yeah there. yeah it looks right. super there's cool in there, there too right. it is yeah it is just the way she's like decorated the, like the little stage in the front right. And just the whole bar. Super so cool. we're, we'll so post the information <laughs> for that event, actually, as well. Uh, share it on our social medias uh, so folks can check that out, especially if you partied at the Mutiny or you played at the Mutiny or you knew Ed in any of those capacities. Um, check that out. So um, I, I wanted to get cycle back to your photography. I, I checked out your page and uh, looked at, like, just a different things that you had uh, captured between you know shows and 
um, you know, uh, sort of the protest uh, documentation and stuff too. But um, skill set wise, it's it's pretty well rounded. Like you do all kinds of stuff. I mean, I was really kind of taken aback by just sort of some of the candid shots, but also with the portrait photography. Thank you. Yeah, and not saying this is a hype way, but um, you know, some people are very much into portrait photography. Yeah. You have that down. Do I? You Thank a, you. You have a good eye for that. Thank you. And, and I'm I mean, really working on those that. Those are more. like, especially the picture of Meredith. Like, it's like, oh, oh yeah, I did that do. is so good. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Uh, that's something I really want to work on yeah. more is like portraits, like one on one with folks. Cause I always get really nervous with like direction. Yeah. Like, that's why I like shows. Cause it's just like happening. Right. And it's just and like then, in the moment. Right. And you're, but, you're driving the boat. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm trying to be more like confident <laughs> in yeah. my ability. So thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, obviously the, the action shots are, are quite good. Um, thank you. So yeah, I mean, you, you have a, a really good I would say a good career ahead of you as a, as a photographer in general. So thank you. Yeah. Um, that, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, honestly, like, I guess if there's anything else I want to say too. It's like really honestly, like photography is like saved my life, honestly. And that's why I okay. just think it really just means so much to me. Um, and it's a lot, like, I don't know. I don't really talk about, very much with people, but you know, I mean, I'm on now, so I might as well. Yeah, it's all about you. Just, <laughs> I might as well so that's just a, say that. That's something that's I want to put out really, there. It a, really did, a though. Kind of a heavy hook, so. It did. Okay. Um, And even with that, like, I know it's heavy, and I know I was like, oh, I don't want the whole interview to be heavy, but like, it, can be. it, it ties into like my yeah. sobriety, too. I'm, okay. I'm coming up on two years sober from alcohol. Congrats. December 1st. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm um, going to be two years. So it's just like once. I kind of got out of that, like, I was able to, like, focus more, and, like, my mind is clear, and I was like, okay. And you were able to see, just, like, that yeah. provided a vehicle for you to kind of, like, this is what I want yeah. to do with my life. Yeah, like, this is my, my calling. Art. Exactly. Okay. This is my yeah. calling. This is my art. Like, focus on this. Yeah. Do this. Take it and run with it, and that's what I've done. I've not put the camera down <laughs> since I got comfortable with it. <laughs> I have not set it down in yeah. almost three years, right. like it's, it, it literally keeps me going seriously, yeah. and um, yeah. that's with any type of art. Like music keeps me going, obviously too. Like you Absolutely. know, but right? Yeah, I have my own art, and, and you have so <laughs> you have such a wide range of things to. Do- I mean, just from a documentation standpoint, but also just to make that, like if it's a portrait or if it's capturing that scene, there's an artistry to it too, but. It's like an unending sort of source in that sense. Yeah, thank so you. One, one of the things, I mean, just being a musician, um, like your, your muse comes and goes. You don't have any control yeah. over it, you know, like when you're going to be creative or when it's just rote or whatever. Um, but you, 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 there's a, you have such a stream of information, number of streams of information coming in that you can process with that, that instrument. That's just so awesome, yeah, you know? Thank you. And it's doing the good work, the good trouble too, you know? So always, we always got to keep up that good trouble. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we, we got a good chunk. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about? Like, um, oh. there's a thread I had, and I don't know if you want to get into us, but we kind of started getting into it with talking about Natalie. Mm-hmm. So, and there's also a generational difference that we can chat about too. Oh yeah, that's fine. So I'm I'm a dyed in the wool Gen Xer. I'm in my mid 40s. Okay. And when I came up, the things that 
are are now in place around identity and also so we're starting like I, I see we're starting to reckon with issues around racism and issues around people's identities and sexuality mm -hmm. um we just when i was coming up we were just kind of hinting at that and a lot of it is people would sweep it under the rug even though some of the people were trying to get it out but systems were slowly being good in place the internet technology for to try to combat that um, I would say definitely within the last few years, especially with the musical landscape, that there are a lot more people out there now that are can be themselves. Um, and and in, in the context of gender, in the context of whatever orientation, um, and, and probably to an extent race, you mm -hmm. know. Um, the music I'm seeing people pick for these guest lists that I like to do, and you're, you obviously will have one to showcase some of that too. It's very different world we're in now than it was five, ten years ago. So these things, these constructs of, oh, well, if you play pop punk, you got to be some white kid from the suburbs. Or if you play death metal, you got to be like, you know, this this look or this you got to be white or you got to be black to mm -hmm. do this and, and i see a lot and more in the generations that are younger particularly with um you know the generation z group coming up the kids that are in their 20s now even my son's generation all those constructs are gone yeah and i love to see that yeah about like the things newer mix artists and and, yeah, right, yeah like the newer artists coming up and um just seeing like even yeah the smaller bands like at riot fest yeah. like it, it's so cool to see that and yeah. just it it again music is universal punk is just being who you are yeah like that like in uplifting people though absolutely and i think people have like lost sight of that sometimes right. over oh, absolutely <laughs> over our generations you know there's always those ones that like forget about yeah. that but they want to put things in neat boxes exactly in a and, box and, and like and, right. that's not what it's about no like this is for everyone. This yeah. lifestyle is for everyone it to is. live because right. we all have a story to tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's what I also want to. Like, representation is so big to me, so sure. that's why I also want to like yeah. make sure I'm capturing everyone because yeah. everyone deserves that. Yeah, everyone deserves everybody to be should represented. have some space. Right? Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Always. You can check out Katia Century Photography. Um, links to her sites and. This episode, along with her guest list at rockinchicago.org, it'll be featured up on our site, and um, we'll be featuring some of the artists that you've heard tonight, along with some of the other ones from our playlist over the next few weeks on our social medias. You can follow us at Instagram, Twitter, and uh, on Facebook, and in our group, chicago.local, on Facebook as well. And uh, I'm Eric Oldman. Thank you so much for listening to this episode tonight, and be kind to each other. Cheers.